Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Well, good afternoon, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today live on the radio here, WVFV 95.9 FM. Perhaps you're listening on the radio app today and some are tuned in on Facebook. And I want to thank you for joining us for the broadcast today. My name is David Russ. And I'm one of the assistant pastors here at Victory Baptist Church, filling in just for today for Pastor Coburnett. And uh, some of you might be a little bit discouraged. You see my face and not his. He will be back. And so tune in tomorrow to hear him back here live on the Winning Side broadcast. It's been a tremendous day already today here on this Tuesday. I cannot believe the month of January. It's just rolling, rolling along. It's getting close to the end. And man, we're going to be going into February before you know it. And a lot of exciting things are coming up. And we had a, a, just a tremendous day. I don't know if you've heard about it yet, but this past Sunday, uh, Brother Bruce Fry, one of our dear friends here at the church, came by and was scheduled to come, but he came and he, he sang and shared his testimony in the morning service. And if you've never heard Brother Fry's testimony, it is a tremendous, tremendous picture and story of God's grace, how God saved him, how his brother prayed for uh, decades that he would accept the Lord and, and turn his life around and uh, leave the life that he was li living. And now for so many years now, he's been on the road traveling, singing, uh, encur encouraging folks. And then on Sunday night, he even preached a tremendous message for us. We, we just enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, I, I remember hearing Brother Fry as a young kid growing up, and uh, he was just kind of starting out into evangelism and singing and, and uh, having a, a part in encouraging people that way. But we have his songs here on the radio. I'm sure you've heard those. But if you ha haven't got an opportunity uh, to ever hear his testimony, if you go back on our live stream page, the archived broadcast, you can do that on the website or on Facebook. Uh, he gives his testimony during the Sunday school hour. And that's a, that's a, a watch that everybody needs to go back and, and watch it, okay? If you've never seen it or heard his testimony, it's a tremendous blessing. Well, today is a great day. It's somebody's birthday today. Ellington Crew, happy birthday to you. Coming up the rest of this week, a lot of great birthdays. We've got Don Brown, Betty Smith, uh, Braden Williams, Miss Betty Babb, Hunter Connell, Cora Saunders, Cheryl Woodard, uh, Brother Ricky Bradley, Heather Bryant, Mark Connell, and then Logan Pinello. And I'm excited for Logan. He's a, he's a fun kid. He's a great, great young man, and I appreciate the Pinello family. Happy birthday to him coming up here at the end of this week. And a lot of exciting events for our church as we go throughout this month of January. Uh, but you're not going to want to miss this Wednesday. Uh, missionary and evangelist Zach Campbell will be uh, preaching in our, in our uh, midweek service. And Brother Campbell is a tremendous blessing. He has the, the, the ministry, the known campus ministries. He goes around uh, here in America to a lot, of our, uh, a lot of the universities, especially over here on the East Coast, but all around America. And they start uh, these Bible clubs and Bible studies, getting the gospel out on college campuses. And that is a needy field. We need people going in there and setting up those, uh, setting up those groups and getting the gospel proclaimed in a place where people are learning. They're learning about a lot of things, but not God. 
and now doing that great ministry. We're looking forward to hearing Brother Campbell preach. Uh, of course, the Lord's Table is coming up, the Lord's Supper on Sunday, uh, January 28th. Uh, church family, don't miss that. We're, we're commanded to observe that. Let's come in. Let's be ready. Let's be prayed up and ready uh, to receive that and to, to uh, just do all of those things in remembrance of what the Lord has done for us. And then I can't help but mention, I love my church Sunday, which is coming up Sunday, February 4th. I hope you do love your church. And this is just a day to, to commemorate that. And let's all be in attendance. Let's, let's mark it down. Hey, I have, have got to be there uh, for I Love My Church Sunday. We've got a special speaker planned and a lot of great things uh, planned for that special day. So a lot of things to remember there, but we'll keep announcing it. You keep remembering it and uh, we'll get it all taken care of. It'll be a wonderful time. Well, I'm looking forward to a sharing from you today from the Word of God. But before we do that, uh, we're going to hear the Daughters of Calvary sing for us. So right now, why don't you listen to them? They'll sing this song, My Savior's Love.
Well, this afternoon on the broadcast, I'd love for us to look at John chapter number one. And if you're able to uh, turn there, you can. If you're not able to, you can listen or watch and uh, we'll read a few verses here this morning. I do want to uh, say thank you to those that are tuning in on Facebook that have commented there. Of course, uh, Ms. Angela Davis, thank you for tuning in and good afternoon to you as well. And then Ms. Lerma Reyes, we're uh, so glad to see your comment and appreciate you, appreciate your impact on our lives, my life in particular, all those years there in California. I hope that you're doing well. And then Brother Charles and Miss Dorothy are watching and we're thankful for them, faithful members here at Victory Baptist Church. And we're thankful for everybody tuning in. Uh, I know it's lunchtime, okay? So if we can really just take a few minutes here and look at the Word of God, I promise we'll get right back to lunch and back to some good food. I know uh, I'm looking forward to eating some pizza. I don't know if it's good for me, but I know that I like it. All right, so looking forward to that here in just the next few minutes. But I hope that you can look with me, if you can, in the book of uh, John, the Gospel of John, chapter number one. And uh, John is writing and accounting all these things, obviously through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And we see here in John chapter number one, the, the baptism of Jesus Christ. And then we see the first five disciples, the first five men that decided to follow Jesus. And what an inspiration these men are. These are some incredible, incredible examples. The 12 men, obviously, uh, that follow the Lord Jesus Christ. In there you have uh, Judas, the one that betrayed him. We have the Apostle Paul coming in later on as that 12th apostle. But these 12 men follow Jesus for the three and a half years of his ministry. And here we get to see how the first five came to see him. After Jesus was baptized, and John the Baptist said this about him, in verse number 29, he said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Uh, what, a, what an exclamation, what a proclamation. Behold, everybody look, stop what you're doing, and there he is. The one that I've come, John said, to preach about, to be the forerunner, to herald. This is the one. This is Jesus of Nazareth. He is the one that's going to take away the sins of the world. Jesus is starting his earthly ministry here, and uh, he begins to uh, gain some attention and, and a following. In verse number 37, two of John's disciples, one is unnamed and one is named, uh, but they, they, they heard John say this about Jesus, behold the Lamb of God, and they said in verse number 37, the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. We know that's what a disciple has to do. A disciple must be willing to leave what he is doing and follow. Disciples were a common thing in this day. It was not a new thing to be a disciple, but if you were going to be a disciple of Jesus of Nazareth, it was going to be a whole different deal. Uh, it was going to cost you a lot more than just following a good teacher. And the first step of discipleship is just to believe. And they truly did believe. The Bible says they followed him in verse number 38. Then Jesus turned and saw them following and saith unto them, What seek ye? He asked them a question. What are you looking for? And they said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say being interpreted master, well, where dwellest thou? They had a question for Jesus. This was Andrew and the unnamed disciple. Uh, it most likely was the Apostle John. I, I don't know that. It's not said here, but many times throughout John's writings, he won't refer to himself. Uh, it is funny that he mentioned that, I think it's hilarious that he mentioned that he beat Peter to the grave. He said, I outran him, right? I, I outran that other disciple. You know, I'm faster than him. But he didn't always mention who he was. And Andrew and perhaps John, the Apostle here, they ask him this question, where dwellest thou? What's, what's different about you? They're asking the question that many of Jesus' disciples have asked, and perhaps you've asked it, where is God? Where is He right now? Well, I know if I'm saved, and I am saved, but if you're saved today, God lives within my heart. Uh, he has a home in heaven. That's where He resides. Uh, he is omnipresent. He's everywhere. Where is God? 
And he said these, these simple words, come and see. Why don't you come and see where I live? And uh, very humble and meager belongings that our Lord had. And he referenced it in Matthew chapter number 8. He said, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. You're not going to get rich following the Lord. You're not going to get rich materially or down here what people would look at and say, wow, they've amassed a lot of wealth. But we know we're laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven. They ask that question, where is God? Have you asked that question recently? Where is the Lord? Where is He? And He's waiting for you. He's saying, come and see. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And one of the two, verse number 40, which heard John speak and following him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Here's a, the first to follow. What a, what, a, what a great title for Andrew. He's the first one. He's the first one that got out and he said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow this man. Uh, we don't know a lot about it, but we know he's different. And they would soon know that he was Lord, that he was the, the Son of God. And Andrew did something unique, what, what all disciples have to do. He went and told somebody else about this Jesus. He went and told his brother. He said, we found the Messiah in verse number 41, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. That's what you and I ought to be doing. We ought to be bringing the people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Does my conversation today, does it all revolve around me and, and my life? Oh, I'm sure I'm guilty of that today. But our conversation should revolve around and should point people back to Jesus. Come and see. Come and see. The very words that Jesus told them, they use those same exact words to tell others, why don't you come and see this Jesus? Jesus meets Peter. He says, he says you're Simon. You will now be called Cephas or, or, or Peter. And then we see Philip is found in verse number 43. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip. And he said unto him, follow me. Here's another great call. Follow me. And Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip found, findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Again, come and see. We know about Nathanael that Jesus said about him, There is an Israelite in whom is no guile. It wasn't though Nathaniel was being prejudiced or saying, oh, Nazareth, that's not a town anybody could do anything out of. That's, that's not a good town. Well, he was, he was relating to him because he was of a town nearby. He was of Bethsaida. Nazareth was near Galilee. It was just a, just a few miles away. And he was referring to himself undoubtedly saying, hey, I, I'm from around here. Can the Messiah really come from Nazareth? And verse number 48, Jesus uh, and Nathaniel said unto him, after Jesus said about him that there was no guile in him, whence knowest thou me? And Jesus continues on to tell him that he saw him under the fig tree and, and Nathaniel's blown away. He goes, how does this man know? And Jesus said, you're going to see greater things than those. Can I, can I encourage you today from the word of God, what we've just read, these disciples, these first five, these four, four that we know of and the one unnamed disciple, they all saw who Jesus was and they all had a decision to make. And the decision was this, am I going to continue doing what I'm doing pursuing my own end, pursuing my own goals in life, or I have a choice to do something that's different, to do something that nobody else is doing, to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Undoubtedly, these men were followers of John the Baptist, and they were hungering and thirsting after righteousness. And when Jesus showed up, the authentic one, the, the one that was, that was the one that would fulfill all prophecy, they recognized it and said, we're going to follow him. It was more than just a belief. It was a willingness to leave all. As Jesus told him, you're going to have to leave everything to be a disciple. You're going to pick up your cross and follow me. I love, I love looking at the disciples. I love looking at their life today. Would you ask that question, where is God? And Jesus is saying, come and see. Maybe you'll ask that question that Nathaniel asked. He said, whence knowest thou me? He goes, what do you know about me? If you're asking today, does God know anything about me? He knows everything about you. 
God knows your address. He knows where you live. He knows your problems. He knows, he knows what you're going through. He knows what you've done for him. He's aware of all of it. What does Jesus know about me? He knows everything, but he knows, he knows about your faith. Nathaniel had just a little bit of faith, and Jesus commended him for it. These men would go on and join the rest of the disciples, and the rest is history. But let's ask those questions today. Where is God? Where is he today? Maybe you ask that question, what does God know about me? He knows everything about you today. Friend, thank you for tuning into the broadcast. We're so excited about all the friends and the radio family really that tunes in, and it's a tremendous blessing. Tell somebody about this station. Enjoy it as we close out today on the broadcast for The Winning Side. Thank you for joining us today on The Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a co-worker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today. And we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.